Welcome to Hack to Start, a podcast focused on interesting people and the innovative ways they achieve success. I'm Franco Variano. And I'm Tyler Copeland. Each week we speak with a new guest about how they created, hacked, and hustled their way to the top and distill their insights and experiences for you. The path to success isn't always linear. Hack, start, and repeat. This episode is brought to you by Breather. Find beautiful, practical spaces that you can reserve on the go. Ghost, a simple, powerful publishing platform that allows you to share your story with the world. And SoundCloud. Hear the world's sounds. This episode features Rafael Conde, a designer and the co-founder of Sketchcasts, a weekly screencast covering SketchUp. Hey, Raphael. Thanks for being on the, the show today. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. So I'd like to start things off by getting to know a, a bit about yourself. So like where you're from, what did you study, and how did your passion for entrepreneurship develop? So I'm from Portugal, which will explain some butchering of the English grammar uh, down the line. Uh, and I studied uh, computer science, actually. I went to college uh, to study computer science and... On my second year, I think, I had this course called uh, Human-Computer Interaction, which just explains the, the very fundamentals of design. And that clicked something inside me, and I started getting more and more interested in design. So on that year, I started doing some, uh, how do you call it, like unsolicited designs. So I picked an app that I saw, uh, either I found it pretty cool or pretty terrible, and I just, just for the sake of it, I did some redesigns and then sent it uh, for, to the to the company that that built it just for fun, I guess. Um, so doing that at the end of that year, I I think I had a not so embarrassing portfolio, just some design work that I was just doing. And when I started my third year in college, I I decided I wanted to pursue design instead. So I googled. Uh, the top startups in Portugal, <laughs> and I knocked at their doors, and and I got a job doing design and some development, but mostly design. Wicked. What uh, what startup was that? Uh, it was a startup in Lisbon called Think Orange. Uh, they do some agency work, mm-hmm. uh, mostly websites and, and and apps. So you're also the co-founder of Sketchcasts now. So what is Sketchcast, and and you know like why did you start it? Why why Sketch? Why not uh, Photoshop Casts? Um, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, Photoshop casts. Uh, <laughs> someone should make that. <laughs> so that actually started when I was working at at Think Orange, um, and there was this time in our schedule where I personally didn't have any uh, work assigned to me, so I had to do something. And uh, my boss at the time said, "Ask me for me to look into some." Ideas, some something to do in a short time frame. So we locally uh, at a company we were using uh, Railscasts. I, I don't know if, if you heard about that. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So we were members of Railscasts and, and a Screencast, and I I love uh, Treehouse as well. So that kind of, of projects, uh, teaching courses. So. I was using Sketch. Uh, I I always use Sketch like professionally. I never touched Photoshop like for serious work. Um, it was actually when I uh, started doing design. Uh, the guys at Bohemian Coding 
I still don't know why, but they sent me a promo code for the app, <laughs> version two at a time. So that's when I started. I just started design with, with using Sketch. So, so I crunched the numbers and I, I went to Designer News, uh, you know that website, mm-hmm. uh, Layer Vault Designer News. So I, I I posted there something asking if if there was interest, if people would want something like um, screencasts, a weekly screencast covering Sketch and. Sketch was pretty high in momentum in the design community at the time, and it still is. Uh, so there was a lot of interest, and I, on the same day, I set up a landing page with just a form for a newsletter for people to subscribe and get notified when I uh, finally put it up. And, and yeah, so me and um, uh, an intern at the company at the time, we, we built the website infrastructure in like a week from scratch, it's pretty cool, uh, and we released it like a week after. So, yeah, to answer what is <laughs> what Sketchcast is a website uh, where I do a screencast covering Sketch, the design tool, um, and I do that weekly. So, there's a membership. Uh, there are some free episodes, but if you want to get access to the whole catalog, um, you 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 subscribe for eight dollars a month. That's pretty cool. And so, how do you guys actually pick what you're going to cover? Is it you know new features that they release, or is it you know whatever the community asks for? Uh, it's it's a little bit of both. So in the beginning, uh, it was pretty easy to set up a a roadmap, like I don't know, like two three months of just content because mm-hmm. when you're starting out, there's a lot to to cover. And so I set up like two three months of content already lined up, and I I always had a, a roadmap page on the website, so. People can check out what what I'm gonna do yeah, next. I really really like but, that. But yeah, but um, down the line, actually, the, the content was was something that scared me in the beginning. Like, how long can I sustain this? Like, uh, for how long can I do a weekly mm-hmm. episode covering something new? So in that roadmap page, I I have a link for people to just email me suggestions, uh, like what they want to see, and the emails keep coming. So I. Right now, I'm pretty comfortable. Like I have a lot of content that I that I want to that I want to cover. And on top of that, I I this was something that I personally really wanted is something like a like a guest episode where just geeking out like how designers use Sketch, like what are, what their workflow is, stuff like if they use it full screen mode or just all that stuff. I I really love seeing that. So that's something that I'm trying more and more to to add to the website, just guests uh, showing up their workflow. That sounds like a really cool concept. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, you know, you mentioned earlier that that you guys are, are are charging for the screencast, but there are some some free things. Um, and I noticed that you know the first three episodes are free when you do sign up. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, what other tactics are you using to grow the membership? Uh, you know, how are people finding it and, and signing up? So that's something that I'm still I still ask myself. It's a uh, I haven't found a sweet spot. Uh, I think no one has. But um, so what I do now is I think the number one thing that I have to really focus and work on to bring more people to subscribe is just the quality of content. So that's like priority number one. I just try to do the best work that I can, uh, find some interesting topics. But um, so what I do, I do a couple of offers uh, like uh, discounts. So we had one for Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have some some partnerships uh, like uh, with Treehouse. They uh, we offer some special discounts for their members. Um, some referrals with the Hacking UI and some other websites, but I still haven't found like one strategy, a growing strategy. Um, all of our members, uh, new members, come from just posts on designer news, people sharing on Twitter. Uh, it's very organic. There, there isn't one master strategy that I have come up with. So it's still very organic and very. The thing is, this is still a side project of mine. So I'm very cautious to anything that I try to expand it because I want it to be manageable. Mm-hmm. So it's still, uh, I mean, it's still small, relative small to like, uh, like treehouse and stuff like that. So. Um, but so we we've launched Sketchcast around eight months, I think, th- something like that, um, and there's still nothing really like it, like a like direct competition doing this that thing. Um, so we have we have some some things on the works with um, uh, I don't want to get this name right, uh, Code Academy, I think, and with Treehouse we're still talking. So nothing nothing done, nothing. Uh, finished, but uh, yeah, it's still in the talks, and, and I'm open to it. I mean, cool, yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, did uh, did Sketch reach out to, to to you guys like Bohemian Coding? Did they reach out to say anything or? Um, yeah, um, we've 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 kept in touch. Um, so uh, when version three was coming out, um, I talked to the Emmanuel size. Uh, I know he's the designer. I don't know which exactly what's his. Which is titled there, but um, yeah, we kept in touch. We 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 got st- stuff like the they got us promo codes and uh, they've congratulated us when we launched it, and it's pretty cool. Um, but nothing, no new partnerships or something. It's not official yet, but uh, they reached out and we got featured on their uh, on their official website. There's a resources and community page. Yeah. So they got us there, which uh, helped us a lot in the beginning. Um, so yeah, I guess they they did. <laughs> That's really awesome. I really like how like this the sketch community is just growing and growing, especially with the release of uh, Sketch Three. I just you know um, they keep improving and improving the product, and uh, I really like where it's going. And um, I also use it on a daily basis with my project. So as a designer, you have a lot of really cool side projects on the go. Um, you have your own podcast called The Artboard, an iOS 8 sketch UI kit, and a band called Trio. How do these projects play into your creativity as a designer? Uh, they play a major role. Uh, and I think, uh, uh, I mean, everyone in our industry, but especially designers, I feel have a lot of side projects because we are... Well, most of us, we are never really satisfied with what we're doing. It's pretty crazy. Uh, we always want to do something new and check out new tools. And well, at least people I'm surrounded by. But uh, I could definitely relate. yeah, th- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these side projects just try to follow some passions. Um, I, I think side projects are very special. Um, because even though you may be working on a company and you may be doing some design work and you really like what you're doing and you may have some very cool clients with some cool projects, but it's never your own thing. It's never The idea never came out from you. So I would say like almost all of the side projects are born from a, a personal passion, something that you really want to do, something that you really like. So 
um, the work, the care that you put into it, it's something special and different from, you know, like companies or client work and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, like I have a podcast. There isn't really a special reason why do I have a podcast. It's just I really like the medium. I I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I say, hey, I want I want to do this. I want to why not? I want to be a part of this. So I just went for it. And um, you mentioned the UI kit uh, for Sketch. That was something that I I really so iOS eight was announced, and I want to check out the differences, like the tiny design details that Apple sometimes do. So I started recreating you know, Sketch and see how it compared to iOS 7. And there's stuff like the labels of the icons are five pixels further from the icons, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I started recreating that on Sketch just for fun, just for uh, exercise. And then I, I released it on GitHub. And I think that's the, 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 the one thing that I did that got most exposure on the internet, which is which is kind of crazy and sometimes uh, frustrating because <laughs> other things you might have put like months of work and nothing and this tiny mm-hmm. thing uh, blow up. Yeah. So do you, as a designer, do you think it's very important in our role to have side projects and that if we go and um, seek new opportunities that it would play a major role in getting a job? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be here talking to you if I didn't start at Sketchcast, probably. Like... If I was just a designer at my company, I'm not going to differentiate myself uh, from the from the crowd, right? And these side projects are the thing that have a lot of personality, your personality into it. It's the one thing that's different. Uh, and you can take uh, examples like, um, let me think, like, uh, you know Daniel Eden? Dan Eden? Yep. The designer, right? So he did animated CSS. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was uh, he was uh, at college at the time, and he did a bunch of these side projects, and animated CSS blew up and got very famous, and that's what made him who he is, probably like in the internet, and that's what I would argue got him a job at Dropbox now, or stuff like Mike Hurley, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what his day job was. I know he just quit, but he started doing podcasts at a, at the time. It was uh, something new. There weren't a lot of people doing it. The, that was a side project, a passion that really made who he is on the internet. I mean, the, I don't want to call it fame on the internet because no one's really famous, but you know what I mean, like exposure. Mm-hmm. Though, usually the side projects are what makes you uh, stand out from a crowd and expose you like, on the internet. Exactly. I think, it's, I think it's actually plays a major role in... Uh, to have some sort of project that you're able to execute from the early stages and you know launch it and then be able to um, manage it after launch and onboard new users and stuff like that. So in parallel to your um, side projects, you've also created a pretty awesome portfolio for Spotify. So why'd you, cre- why'd you, why'd you want to create this um, and how did you catch their attention? So that was a funny story. Um, I don't remember exactly the exact time frame, but it was when they released uh, a new uh, design for their Mac app. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like something like a year ago now. So they they were they've been working on a redesign and they launched it, and and I got a little pissed because <laughs> it was not perfect. <laughs> so I was using RDO at the time, I still am, and um, I tried to track down the designers that worked on that 
on that redesign. And it, it's actually pretty difficult to find designers at Dropbox, uh, not Dropbox, Spotify. Uh, but I got a, a, a name. I, had, I think it was the head of designers or something. And I sent him an email saying, uh, congratulating for the job. I think Spotify is a great product. But I just criticized the design, saying it, it was a good step, but it was not perfect, and you're still catching up. It was just criticizing their, their design, which is a crazy thing to do uh, looking back. But um, I guess that caught their attention, and they've emailed me back, and we've kept in touch. And he said, why wouldn't I apply for, for a job there? So... I guess I did. I put up together the same day you got that email. I put together this uh, portfolio web page thing. Um, they got me an interview, and I guess the interview went well. I guess I did all the stages, but they were just weren't looking for a junior designer at the time, so the, it died there. But it was a cool, uh, just trying to stand out, you know, because they put me on a list for possible interviewees. But uh, I just wanted to stand out, and I guess it worked. That's awesome. That's awesome to be able to just, you know, to reach out, give your criticism, and then potentially get a job out of it. Yeah, man, the internet is something, huh? <laughs> it's funny that you that you mentioned that you did it the same day, because I forget the exact time, but I think I was looking over it. You put the, the time it took you to create it in the footer. Am I <laughs> yeah. correct? Like five hours or something? Like Yeah, something like that. It was, yeah. Super fast. That's Maybe it was crazy. a little bit douchey, but I, I, wanted, I wanted to point out that. <laughs> no, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, so, so another thing that you've, you've started doing a lot more of recently is, is writing. Uh, you know, on Medium, on Offscreen Mag, which, uh, which you know, we, we all love, uh, even as a, as a non-designer, I love it. Um, Net Magazine and, and, and some more. So, you know, why do you, why do you think, you know, like, do you think more people should dedicate more time to becoming writers? And do you think it's important to not only design, but then explain the thoughts behind the process? I th it's definitely important. Uh, it's very, it's very like the side project thing, because the the writing, uh, it's it's a very personal thing. Either you want it or not, uh, you, you want it to be. But it's a very personal thing. You're putting your own words, your own thinking into writing, and especially on the design community, like uh, posting a shot on Dribble is something. But in my opinion, the the thing interesting uh, of, of of a design is the whole thinking, the whole story behind it it's a it's a story for me that that matters because a final pr product doesn't mean anything really uh so all the challenges and everything that's behind it um and it's just a way to either we like it or not it's just a very good way to propagate on the internet you know like search results you can't so take podcasts for example which i love but it's 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 way harder to find content, like searching on Google for podcasts. We are talking about this, but if you if you type sketchcast stuff on a Google, you won't find like a transcript of this, right? Mm -hmm. So, writing is something that it stays, it lasts on the internet, um, and it just it's just I, I think it's uh, the best way to to be heard. So, if you just keep your thoughts and your your work and your your passions and stuff to you. I mean, you're not going anywhere. But uh, but I, I I know it's it's not for everyone. Not uh, even me. I I'm not. I really struggle when I write. So uh, that's why I don't keep a regular blog because I I just I just can't. So <laughs> that's why I actually prefer to do podcasts. It's easier for me. Just to it's more 
uh, organic and spontaneous thing. Um, but yeah, writing for the off-screen mag, which was a huge honor. I love that magazine. Kind of similar like uh, for what it is for Spotify. I just emailed uh, um, Kai, Kai Brack. Kai yeah, that's right. Uh, right. Kai. So I emailed him. I don't recall why. <laughs> just probably just congratulate him on a, on a magazine. And I, yeah, I had a huge honor of having a little one-page thing on, on the magazine. That's awesome. Um, so one of our questions here that we have is where, where will you be in 10 years? Like, do you see um, yourself still in the design industry um, focusing on products or do you want to start your own startup and then, you know, evolve that over time? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, that's always a hard question. 10 years is a lot. <laughs> um, 10 years ago, we didn't have the iPhone. <laughs> that's very uh, true. But I would say I would be doing mobile apps. So what I can say is, I would uh, I would really like to move to another country. So I'm here in Portugal, which is pretty nice. The weather is awesome. It's very cheap. It's awesome, but uh, in the tech industry, it's not a big, a huge player. So I would like to move maybe to US or something. That's one thing that I can see in ten years be doing. And well, I can say I would like to keep doing design. Like I can say that now. Um, and I would especially like to to work on a product company or maybe even start my own company or something. But uh, yeah, move a little bit from client work to product work. Uh, it's something that I, I'm very interested in now. Awesome. And so besides like Sketch um, and Sketchcast, what are, your, what are some of your favorite you know, apps, tools, or, or books that you're really obsessed with? Um, well, as I said, I'm really obsessed with off-screen Mac. <laughs> yeah. So for the books part, I guess it's a magazine, but... Still, which uh, magazine were you featured in? I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for you. Uh, number number eight. Ooh, I don't have eight right now. I have seven. <laughs> <I need to laughs> I think it was eight. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In um, some apps, well, I I don't have any particular interesting ones. Um, I use OmniFocus because I I'm really OCD and I just I ADHD and I forget everything, so that keeps me on track. Um, I use Ember. You guys know Ember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's like uh, I use that a lot when I you know, when I have to create like mood boards for some project. I just everything that I find interesting on the web or on the wilds, I just take a picture and throw it off to to Ember. Uh, Overcast for podcasts. I mean, audio for music. I don't know. I don't have any uh, hipsterish app that no one heard about. <laughs> Cool. Well, I think that's about it, man. I really appreciate your time and your insight. It was amazing speaking with you today. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Well, that's about it for this episode of Hack to Start. You can find all the important links beneath the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Hack to Start, and sign up for our newsletter to know about all the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and more. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.